Welcome to the Horror Supernatural Chop Shop. Chopping up the good, the bad, the insane movies, TV shows of the horror and supernatural genre. With games, trivia, facts, and more. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Horror Supernatural Chop Shop. With one of your hosts, Zach, Mr. Eyeliner, also known as Zach, THS Chop Shop, and your man that will fight against any of the bullies and chop them up. And I'm so pleased to welcome my co-host, the amazing makeup artist from Blood, Guts, and Everything Nuts, Evil Press. Hello. How are Ooh. you tonight? I'm great, Evil Press. How are you doing? Doing just fine. And I'm, yeah, don't, it's been a minute, right? Oh, I just thought it's been eventful. Yeah, I wanted to say a big, uh, I want to applause this. I want to say thank you, Evil Pris, for being on this journey with me, because I know it's not big to many, but for me and my heart, and to you, to say appreciation, thank you for getting us to episode nine of our podcast. This is an amazing journey. Next week, episode 10. We got to go big next week, and I can't wait. Hell yeah. Yeah. So I, I just want to start by saying uh, everything that you have contributed to my life on this show, what we've been doing, I think it's changing a lot of views. Like our, like People are actually loving our commentary and whatnot. We are doing things a little bit differently. And with some of the people that reach out to us, I want to begin with that. Like with this good friend of mine, Ricky, who is known as the Toxic Baker, and he's like an innovative baking guru. He creates terrifying, tasty treats that are handcrafted in his home kitchen, contains dairy, eggs, flour, sugar, nuts, and more. And he draws inspiration from pop culture, music, horror icons. And the Toxic uh, Baker is available for all occasions, like any weird occasions you want to go for. This week, I mean, this 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 guy this week, um, he sent this to me because. He knew like my, my niece, my my little niece's birthday is the same time my birthday, and my sister and my mom were all the same birthday month in May. So he wanted to send me a, like a little thing. You are gonna try this stuff very soon, trust me. Um, he sent us some little murder munchies and graveyard grub, and it was amazing. And we're like I'm honored to have shared that with my nieces, and they like they went to work on the fudge brownies. Then he sent us some white chocolate chip bones and raw icing, and it was like wow, great stuff. You could tell this guy is a guru of the kitchen when it comes to baking because i am not my sister is i am not uh and that's because you're a man no it's oh, oh no it's not because i'm a man it's because uh, I, I haven't taken the time toxic baker is a man i just haven't taken the time to learn that craft okay i know i just wanted to say it's because you're a man <laughs> i know you all did respect, all respect to the toxic baker total respect yeah, and uh, yeah, he ha not only did he hand paint like edible, he does ha hand painting with edible edible ink, classic fudge brownies, white chocolate chip bones, sick, and royal icing, long arms Freddy pretzel sticks. My aunt was over just a few hours ago, and she's like, "I need a Freddy stick." I'm like, "Really?" She's like, "Come on, I showed you a Nightmare on Elm Street when you were like a kid." I'm like, "Yeah, all right, you get a Freddy stick," and uh, <laughs> these real like real damn colossal chocolate chip cookies i mean i swear to god i put it in the microwave like a minute i, I get it out the chocolate chips are like goddamn delicious so this this guy really goes to work and he actually said i'm like one of his first shipments 
um, you, Evil Purse, will be one of his like few new shipments soon on uh, a special occasion I have planned. And going forward in the summer, you and I will do some live videos where you'll be eating some of his products, and so will I. And I want everybody to know, if you need these hard treats with designs, I mean, this guy did Michael Myers cookies for me. He does Nightmare, Elm Street cookies, anything you want to create. I, I, I said to him, can you create, like, one, I showed him a picture of one of your designs, Evil Press, and he's like, um, yeah, she's cool. I can replicate that and put that on a cake. I'm like, uh, when Evil Press's birthday is going on, I'm, I'm going to commission you to make that for her. So he's such a cool dude. And uh, please check his amazing account out at the toxic underscore baker on facebook.com the toxic baker slasher and the toxic baker I, if you go on instagram seriously just type in the toxic baker you'll find him he's a great dude he'll follow you back he will comment on your what you want he's a very humble person so i'm glad that we have him in our family and that's what i'm saying you will press you and i are getting a lot of people attracted to us because we're on the right edge of what we want to talk about well, I would hope so. Well, with you there, yeah, you always have some great opinions, and you never stray away from like the real facts, and I love that, and that's what we are. And tonight, like like April, we decide April, right? For instance, April this month, we want to do some fun of lifting. Like, like, come on, sit down after like, we work our asses off, and let's watch something. Like last week, we did something great. This week, would you like to tell our audience what we're going to be reviewing? Yes, this week we will be reviewing the funny horror comedy, Shaun of the Dead. Hell yeah. And not only was it just a funny comedy, it's, again, every time Evil Pris and I have a conversation, we pick movies. I enjoy watching it the day of, and not, having not seen this for years, but always having it in my heart. I just had a damn another fun time watching this. Because, I mean, come on, this is like the director who did this, who's now just a global director of so many great projects, you know, Edgar Wright. This was the first movie of installment of the Three Flavors, Cretonial Trilogy. Then he did Hot Fuzz and The World's End. It's basically his British version of his franchise and his trilogy of great connected films. But it was so great. Yeah, it really was. Uh, I and I want to go as far as to say this is gonna. I like to always find movies on my side that I can then consult with you, and so you can really give out the, the amazing comments about how the makeup and things like that. Because I I enjoy that. It's hard to find someone like where you have great commentary on makeup and effects that actually give a shit about what we're gonna see on screen. Well, that's because nobody does real makeup anymore. Yeah, and then you got to keep that in mind where you say not anybody does, but it's just these big studios don't give a crap about them wasting time hiring makeup artists. But when you every time it comes along, you get some other director with a smaller project that comes out and they actually wow us a little bit. And at this time, this was a time like before we reviewed, this was 2004. This was a time where like you and I were probably like everything sucks. There's like all CGI going on now. And we get this little cool project. And it's like, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was funny. I don't remember what uh, what the hell I was doing in 2004, but I know I was doing something. Yeah, no, no, neither do I. I just know that in like 2004, it was uh, zombies weren't really a thing. Besides, I think that was when Walking Dead uh, uh, sometime after came on the air. And for me and my 
like I was like me and got recommended. I read, saw the trailer and I was like, hey, I saw so buddy, let's go see this. And I'm like, this is like this is so cool. This is so different. And I can't even remember the, the soundtrack in the first few scenes. And it, it was so like new wave, like you know, uh, uh, British music that I loved. I was about to say everything about it was. I actually liked the very, the very beginning factor when it just shows him yawning as if he's a zombie. But the whole thing that I thought was hilarious was when he's first getting up in the morning and he has his usual routine of going to the store and everything. I mean, we've all been there where we're just waking up and we have our routine of doing different things and being like, oh, I have to go here. And he's so oblivious to how shitty the world has become. He doesn't even realize that it's just a bunch of zombies around him. Like, think about an open, uh, kind of like a little bit of a, oh, okay, so he was prophesizing what was already going to happen because he, <laughs> he was just doing his normal routine and there's zombies around him and he's too, like, out of it and doesn't give a fuck to notice. Yeah, and, and I think what you're saying exactly the point. And what like uh, Edgar Wright did was give us in total Romero fashion, like that that political thing. Like you see in the beginning, we're all like, are we question mark? Are we all zombies? We do the same thing every day. It's routine, blah blah. We don't notice anything around us. And then you have this guy who's a slacker who does the same thing every day, routine, routine. So yeah, who's to say you might not notice zombies around you at that point because everybody's kind of a zombie in real life. To that at that point, this guy. In most cases, not all, but most cases, yes. But it was just a pretty funny thing to see of like, oh, wow, like really that is how oblivious the world has basically become, especially in this scenario. Yeah, I totally see. I, I love that they actually give that to us. But then it gets like to this point where it's like, we then we meet like Liz, his girlfriend. And like, hello, Sean. She's got the, like that British voice. And it's always that hilarious British thing, like on the, voice, on the answering machine and the because way they talk. He- they were all British, so of course she's going to say it in a British no, way. But, but even like Edgar Wright said in an interview, he did that as like based on the next girlfriend or something. So I was like, all right. Like the last voice that you necessarily want to hear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but and then, and I, this, I, then we get into meeting Ed. And I think, you know, Ed and Sean, these two actors are in all the, the trilogy. But like, I love Ed, like his slacker best friend. And I, and I love like how all, all they do, and you see the first scenes. All they want to do is be at the Winchester, and as she he, he's talking to Liz, then you see Ed, who's right yeah, there, I'm and then you see you the right friends. Now, I'm gonna not eat. Not I'm not even gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell all men out there: if your girlfriend, if you're about to like have your girlfriend dump you, and you're really that desperate, you never fucking tell her that you're gonna bring her to a fucking pub. Okay, let's just say that. Let's <laughs> say that right now. This is for, like, all dudes that have, like, these girlfriends where they're all like, oh, my God, I'm probably going to lose them. What should I do? Take her to a nice fucking dinner. God damn it. Well, he's so checked out. And you better have a good fucking gift, not just some shitty flowers. That were never, not even hers. They were for mom. No shit. That's why I just said shitty flowers. Yeah. Why they're shitty. They were just shitty flowers. They were nice flowers. They just weren't for her, okay? No, they were shitty flowers. (laughs) That's why they were shitty flowers, because they weren't for her. All right, so now after the shitty flowers and Liz breaks up with him, Sean and Ed just want to, like, chill. And Ed's like, we can just drink. Wake up, mimosas. Let's keep going. And Sean, there's someone in the backyard. And it was like, that's the first scene of a zombie. And just I one of my that starts one of my first scenes, I gotta say. The getting the CD, the 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 sorry, the record collection, and how Sean's like, nope, no, that's the first, that's the first print. No. And then like throwing uh Batman soundtrack, yeah, 
and they're, they're throwing like the, the 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 whole record collection at the two zombies in the backyard. That was so yeah, innovative. It was do something. What's up? I said thinking it was going to actually do something throwing yeah. zombies. Yeah, which it one hundred percent did not. <laughs> and then, oh, the shed's closed. All right, Sean just jumps in with his body into the shed, grabs two weapons like he should have done in the first place, and they beat the hell out of the two zombies. It, it, it was just like it's like literally like the. The, the, the slackers against the zombies movie. I love that. Yeah, and the slackers ended up actually winning in the whole thing. Oh, you know what part I actually liked also is when they ran into like their other selves. Yes, the bizarre world like version. Yeah. yeah, that was great. When they like literally were all like it was them, but obviously it wasn't them, but it was them, and it was just very weird, but in the funniest way. Yeah, and just and this is the whole thing how how like Edgar Wright really did this movie. You could say in that, that term they call it Easter eggs, but no, what he did was make so many zombie puns. For instance, like uh, I, when I watched it today again, I just find, I just remember noticing this again after I forgot this. Like Sean works in the the store called and it's called like um what is it called? It, it's like it's called um it's it's, it's named on a, a performer that was in Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, it's, like, it's tip of the tongue to be quite honest. Like, I, I know what you're talking about. Oh, for Foray, yeah, Foray Electronics, Electronics, yeah, Foray, Ken Foray from like the Dawn of the Dead, and it's called Foray like Electronics. And then you notice that briefly, and then, then you get the second like little thing, and he's reading the thing. Oh, Ash called out today, he's feeling under the weather. Exactly. That was the funniest thing that they incorporated that into it. And then from there on, they just kept going. Like, what after they find out the zombies are going on, and Sean and Ed are trying to come up with a plan, and they go over like five different scenarios. Where is a safe place? And, and Ed's like, where I can smoke. And Sean's like, okay, somewhere I we know the exits. And they go over the yeah, five different they're plans. They're going over the different scenarios. And I would say, if you were to think of, if you were to think of five first things, like, what would you even think of? If I had, it, like in reality, if I had like a really well protected home, maybe that. But like if I had that protected bar that I go to and I feel great at, like how they have the Winchester, I'm fortunate I don't have anything like that here anymore. The first five things you would do, though. What's the oh. first five things that you would do? In his scenario and my, my scenario in real life, I would make sure mom's taken care of. I'd make sure nieces are taken care of and have a place to go and barricade myself in my scenario. What if they ended up actually getting eaten and died? What if they're all dead? Well, find that weirdo I know has the bunker and go and stay with the weirdo with with the bunker and most likely have a weapon on me. If the weirdo goes crazy, I got to take him out, throw the body out and just live in the bunker, grow a beard and wait for a new survivor, hopefully a woman to come at some point. Yeah, you know that would never happen, right? Yeah, I'd most likely end up like, you know hanging myself in the bunker or something but that's how the reality is make sure that you bite into a lemon beforehand yeah thank you i, I might yeah, <laughs> you know what i mean yes i know what you mean <laughs> yeah i went there well okay moving on we're not one of the first listeners here. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna try to do this the whole entire time because i'm just gonna keep doing this the whole entire time i know you are <laughs> But like, like, there's like little things about like I love about the scene when they're, they're getting out of their apartment. Then they get to go get the mom, and you know, not his father, his stepfather, and that's a whole great relationship 
but Bill Nighley, one of the coolest British actors, was in a million projects, and he's so he's so great. And then I'm when he's, great. I've always loved that guy. Yeah, like he he kicked ass in Underworld. He he's done great like dramas. He's done a lot of great movies. I told we just talked about Underworld the other night. The other yeah. night, completely fucking forgot about that. He was an under. He was like played the main Lord guy. Yeah, I was like, did all the budget go to paying Bill Nighley? Because he's not like he's a really like expensive actor to get. So I was very curious. Well, with all the they had in the movie, I'm sure they were able to do just fine with affording him. Plus, he probably didn't have to leave. Like since they shot in London, he didn't have to leave too far. I was about to say, I don't think he had to go that far. I don't think he yeah. had to find a bunch of people out in this scenario. We'll have all to right. look that up now. Now we'll have to actually look up where certain films were made. Where, yeah, was, where exactly was this film made? It it had to be. I mean, most likely it had to be shot somewhere like in some really small British village where they could have gotten away with all the, the stuff they did. You did not look up the info of where Shaun of the Dead was filmed, Zach. You are slipping. You are. Do slipping. I do I really gotta look up every little fact? Yeah, kind of. That's why. That's why you're you. You're the fat guy. <laughs> the fact guy. Wow, that all totally sounded like I said that. I said fact. Like thank fact. you. God, you always have to take what I say so like. Yeah, you're the, the one that called it out. You called that. that out, not me. You called that. I know out. because it did sound like it after. I'm like, oh my god, it sounds like I said fat, and I totally did not. So. Yeah, oh, I, tell you, I know for a fact it was shot like, yeah, obviously in the United Kingdom, but I don't really, I didn't do any notes on exactly where it was shot. No, okay, I'm just giving you shit. They, they shot somewhere where these people did not, they did not have to like relocate anybody really at all. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, they, whatever little town they were in, I'm sure the townspeople were like, yo, let us just be zombies and extras and we'll be good. Oh, I do have this fact. I actually saved them. I, I actually saved them my my crazy like brain here i it's called like the duke of albany pub where they photographed with like and they weren't supposed to it was like they turned they currently turned it like with derelict and partially de demolished in 2008 and that they used what that looked like for the winchester pub but they were because they're demolishing it and there was no photos allowed or any of that crap but they took the, the outer shots and they used it for the movie i was about to say that's like dumb. You can't take photos of something that's being demolished. Lame. Yeah, that's uh. Yeah, we don't live there. Totally we don't not, know. We, totally we don't know the rules. Lame. lame. Does does that place get the lame award then? Maybe. Mm. Well, no, because they still shot there. So. <laughs> All right. So yeah, after like they get everybody, and Philip is in the car with them. They got the whole group, and you got the annoying guy David, and is like. <laughs> Diane, girlfriend, and I, I, like that's when Philip, the, the, not the father, like says to Sean, "I always tried my best since you were like a kid," and blah blah blah. Oh my god! Don't start to get all sentimental. Though. I know that that was like a cry moment. It, it was a great moment. Plus, he's a he's that he's that good of an actor, Bill Nighley. So you got to give him that. And then he becomes the zombie. Sean finally shows real emotion in the movie, not just like, "Hey, I'm a slacker. I'm looking into the stars." That was a cool shot. Did you cry? No, because I don't really care about fathers. Well, you you just said it was like a tearful type of moment, so I'm only didn't say I cried. I said it is a tearful kind of moment. Okay, well, you know, 
There you go. So yeah, then the group of bands is the car, and that's when you get your scene comes up where they're going through their doppelgangers and they get into the Winchester. And that's like that is like one of my fine, like like seriously, my favorite scenes in the movie when they're in the Winchester at this point. Because that I'll tell you, this is when the moment I kind of would cry on when the mom reveals to Liz that she got bitten and Sean and everybody's trying to kill the zombies and Sean comes over like, no, mom. Yeah, but what song was playing when it was happening? Because this is the best song ever to play during that. What song was it? Oh, I just watched it. It was Queen, Bicycle Oh, it was. It was. Okay. Oh, my God. Like one of the best, like, I'm going to, I'm just, I'm interjecting because that was like, one of the greatest songs to play while you're while they're fighting zombies inside a pub is listening to Queen Bicycle Race. And yeah, and it totally worked with like that sentimental moment that he had to have. And you got well, this... talking about the sentimental moment. I was just saying in general, it was cool when they were killing zombies while listening to that. So I know, that's a I know heartless mentality. I know heartless. I know. <laughs> I, I know. I'm just saying that when it comes to the sentimental mentality. Um, I'm not there with you on that. I just thought it was a cool scene with the song to play. No, it, de- it definitely was. It was that badass British pub scene music that you need. And of course, they did the score underlyingly perfect for every shot and everything like that. They re- That guy knows his music. And that was great. Every scene was accompanied with some good soundtrack. Exactly. 100%. And, and that's something that I, I mean, I think, and I know you think, is very special in these movies. If you write a movie, sometimes as a writer, I can speak of, you like to put in music that you would love to, if you can get the permission, you would want to put that song in that scene, you know? Yeah, I was about to say, I wonder who they had to uh, actually, if you think about it, like who they had to go through. To be able to uh, use that song. I'm pretty sure like Edgar Wright's like team, like a lot of the songs were straight up London, like big ass new I'm wave bands. About, I'm talking about Queen. Uh, Queen, like they're the, the Queen is since like Freddie the band the band Queen before they get that new singer they were very good on giving out songs to, like these movies they weren't that hard to get up on these these movies at all you could have got their their like a permission very easily if it's done right. Well, then if that was the case, then awesome on them. Yeah, they're really they're really good guys. They carried the legacy over nicely. Um, but um, yeah, so continuing on to our great movie. So once they get refuge in the Winchester, I can't stand the guy. You know, like Sean accuses David of hating him and being in love with Liz, David which is so obvious. No, like David is a I. He is made to be like the guy you want to hate in this movie, a hundred percent. Oh, I thought you just were talking about like he just knew Sean knew that he hate that he hated him, and I was about to say he did him. No, no, yeah, Sean accuses David of hating him. Yes, he de- definitely does. You can see it. And Diana, his girlfriend, finally realizes, like, yeah, I know David. You only with me because Liz never wanted you, and blah blah blah. And then he's trying to kill Sean's mom, but Sean actually distraught is forced to shoot Barbara. And again, another great scene. I have to go back to when Ed's like, "We're coming to get you, Barbara." And Again, Night of the Living Dead. I'm like, love the loved another shot of Romero's love to in that movie. I love that scene as well. And great kill when David is trying to be a finally kind of maybe be a nice guy and he's standing right by the window and all the zombies grab him. And you see that like like special FX, you see that like real like craftsmanship of artists do that work on the guts, and you see him rip the chest open, you see the intestines. One intestine is being pulled out. It was so amazing. 
Well, yeah, I was about to say that's like that was a refreshing take on them actually using the real work to put into it. So that was nice. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Like, he really did us with like he wanted to go like respect the the zombie thing. You know, he, and he ever said he's always said Romero is one of his favorite directors and inspired him. So you could see a lot of what he wanted to show his respect to Romero in this movie for. And like from there on, it, it gets even better. Like the whole that like David's girlfriend runs like like what the hell is that? She just runs into the the thing of zombies. She, you know your boyfriend just got. She, his... What do you mean? Because she loved him and she still wanted to. He's protect he's him. dead already. You already saw the like the you saw like the it's, insides. It's natural human reaction to actually oh. go after a loved one, even when there's no hope. It's a psychological thing. It is natural human reaction for you to sit there and say he's dead. Though, would you do that if you're if it was? I'm saying, God forbid. Let's say, unfortunately, let's say if it was your sister, even though you knew she was like dead, you would still probably out of it's, reaction into a pile of zombies. So I can go They're with out them, of right? natural human reaction. You would still. I 100. percent I think I'm a little wiser mentally than okay, doing that. Okay, I'm saying you keep cutting me off though. If you didn't actually go running into a pile of zombies, you still, in your mind, would probably still want the urge to want to. Maybe you wouldn't. <laughs> You would the, still have that urge mentally. The urge mentally would be there, but the brain would kick in and be like, is this a viable situation? And you have to go with survival. And the first thing some your body tells you is survival. Like, some people, this, is, this is like falls into the times that we've talked about. Not everybody thinks the same type of way that you do, though. So I, I'm me personally, I at that point, she's gone. I got to keep going in honor of her. I got to keep surviving. Okay, well, that's what I'm saying. My point is, is that's a you reaction. That's what you would do. I'm just saying that not everybody would do that. So, like, yeah, I think you're right. There's, like, zombies literally, like, he's dead. That's it. But at the same time, like, there's been plenty of fucking movies that have been out and around there where, like, you would say the same thing. But you also have to think about, like, it's like they, they, they just went through a lot of different shit. So I think at that point, you clinging on to whatever the fuck you can possibly cling on to for any kind of fucking hope and make the most irrational like actions happen like I don't know that's just what I would think because honestly if we like woke up tomorrow and we were in a zombie apocalypse yeah we would be like I think we would be sound mind for a little while but I think eventually like we would probably logically so she was premature in her thinking in her she was premature she started thinking very illogically fast but we all would probably eventually think not logically yeah it all depends on who you are and what scenario you're going to be in yeah 100 percent. but it was pretty funny when she got eaten though it, it really was and then after she gets eaten uh it's like there it's the three of them fighting them off and realizing they only have the two bullets left shot and liz like they contemplate the suicide well, Ed like elects to be the like devoured by the zombies because he already like being says Ed being was making a joke and gets bitten by like a zombie, and now Sean like and, and Liz get out the and as they get outside the British army guns down the horde and Sean and Liz return to safety, but in amazing fashion of this director we get the six months later plot with a million channels on the telly giving you what happened and how we return to normal. And surviving the zombies, using them as cheap labor as entertainment, which I would. I was about to say they've already actually done that in uh, past movies, so it was actually funny that they incorporated it into this because they actually have used that concept in past movies. 
No, exactly. I really think he paid attention to the zombie zombie genre and threw and threw all the respect of it into his movie, which I love. Yeah, we you and I have seen that before, a hundred percent. And but what really this out of that, we know that's a little thing by her, the director. But then I, out of nowhere, and went like Liz is all happy with Sean. Sean's like, all right, I'm just gonna go to the shed. And then you we see Ed tell like he's all like chained up, and he's like Ed. Don't bite me. Hey, they're playing video games still. So best friend. That. I mean, he looks at him and he just says, ah, what the? And he just starts playing again. He doesn't say, don't bite me. No, he's like, he's telling him, he's, you know, come on, stop all that shit. But like, that's cool. You could never let the best friend go. I think you could. I wouldn't want to wake up one night and have potentially. But I guess as you were saying earlier, like that comes back to like that, you know, he loves that yeah, guy. It's I mean, honestly, friend. like that's the thing. It's like I say that, but I totally would be like that softy to do exactly what they did, like him up and just be like, I just need a buddy to hang out with during the day. <laughs> I mean, if, if the zombie can actually still play the video games with you and have a like, uh... like you might as well just if they can, like you said, if they can still play the video games, you might as well just be like, all right, well, I got, I, I have like a literally like a forever video game buddy now. Yeah, like it's not like you gotta buy him pizza. He doesn't need to smoke or anything. He's just like there when you want to play video games. You're good. Well, you have to feed him. You have ah. to feed him greens. Yes, eh. you do. Otherwise, they deteriorate. That's what happens to zombies. No, like that. That's fine enough. There's a lot of going around still. They they probably got because they're doing all this for like they're using the zombies for workers and entertainment. He probably goes to a place and gets that, but it's not a lot of care he needs. He just feeds them, and whenever he's bored and he's not hanging out with Liz, he goes down there and plays a video game. Yeah, and that is Shaun of the Dead. And again, I gotta say, it was always a pleasure coming back to a movie I loved the first time, and still loving it now. It's hard, you know, as we get older in ages, where sometimes we thought we saw something the first time we loved, and we see it again many years later, and we kind of think, "Oh, why not like this?" This movie will never be like that for me personally. I will always love this movie. I was about to say, this is one of the. There's also movies that, like, you see a long. And you in certain things you didn't catch when you saw them, but then you end up actually being like, Oh, I totally missed that. So it's actually kind of fun to be able to go back to a movie and actually be like, Oh shit, I totally missed that the like first time around. Yeah, and that's like that's really the point of like when you call a movie that is like forever and you kind of talk about a movie that you can always constantly recommend. I mean, sometimes people are like, I don't get it. Right, maybe someday they won't get it, but it's like, it's not that hard. That movie is just a fun, lovable movie to like involving every genre of what it's supposed to be. Exactly. So I would say, if I had to, for my rating, I would probably, <clears throat> I would say 10 out of 10, only because everything about it was good to be with the plot line, how they did it. It wasn't something where they made it like, global where people were coming in and out of planes every two seconds going from this location to another location they kept it simple like town-based but incorporated so many aspects of like life and almost like you're thinking about it with like what like we were just talking about what would you do in these certain scenarios what would you actually do because it's like we could talk about what we would do but we're not in that situation so it's like what would we actually really do so in general i like how like it it incorporates those different thoughts into your head and obviously the effects were on point and awesome and just the comedy in general like it was nice comedy relief even during the serious parts somehow they still made it 
funny at the same time. So 10 out of 10. Love that score. And I, I want to go like the same score. I, I want to say it's a 10 out of 10 because what they define it as is a horror comedy, which it, it's 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 a 10 out of 10 for horror comedy in every way. They, like you said, Evil Pris, they make moments very comedic when and they make a little side Easter egg joke every time they can, but it's really intelligently well done. And you add in actual characters you give a shit about. And yeah, they're not like a million characters. They're characters you can invest some time in and you can laugh with and you can actually get along with and you could see you want them to survive. Then you include some really on the spot great effects from a lot of great makeup artists based in London. And you see a lot of really planned shots where the makeup artist got to shine. The FX artist got to shine. Uh, the story of like when you like, when you consider something a horror comedy, this is the definition and I could tell you from like just research alone or us seeing movies, this was like the blueprint for like God knows how many movies use this blueprint and try to do what Edgar Wright did with this comedy horror, you know? Yeah, exactly. So anytime that you can be the blueprint, sorry, you are the you are the OG. You get the 10 guy. So yep, Edgar Wright, this movie, you guys get a 10 and keep going, Edgar Wright. He keeps kicking ass in a lot of ways. He's done everything he's wanted to do. And he keeps surprising me personally with some of the movies he's done. So your score is a 10 out of 10 for all of that? Yeah. I really think that everything I wanted when I saw the description of this movie, watching this movie was, uh, if you consider this the horror comedy, like start this as a new genre thing in that opinion, that way. He really did everything the right way. He respected the OGs. He did his own take. He gave a lot of everything we wanted. Well, that sounds so thoughtful. Oh, thank you, ma'am. And uh, let me go into our next sponsor, That Guy's Emporium. Because That Guy's Emporium, which is a tiny family-owned collectibles retailer, is just the best. And, yes, you will get something very soon because I have to add something to it. And my bearded warrior friend, Michael, and his kick-ass wife, Nikki, I want to thank for sending me some Chop Shop items. And these items are just used to, like, you know, to really promote like our shop shop and our, what we're doing. He also is very helpful in any way that you got to need to find a collectible. He can give you some good resources. This week I have to discuss what he got in and you're going to love them. Universal Monsters Dracula six inch scale action figure. Universal Monsters Bride of Frankenstein six, six inch scale figure. He's got Creature from the Black Lagoon six inch scale figure. And he's got Universal Monsters Creature, six inch, like it's glows in the dark figure, which is amazing. So basically, among all these items, I'm not mentioning all of them, but these Universal Monsters bundles are to die for. And get all five of the Jade ones, and he will give you such a great deal as a bundle. Like for any any collectors like out there, like me personally, the I I wish I can do more. You know, uh, all I have to do is like hit him up until like. I can be able to try to uh, figure out a deal to get all of these figurines. Well, basically get all five of the Jada toys, the six inch action figures in one bundle at a price that you can sink your teeth into. So negotiate a price for you uh, listeners. You negotiate a price with them and they can try to work something out with you very easily because they're very much easy to work with, which is great. Get the whole bundle at a price that you guys can agree on uh, or go to the, the site because I really can't keep up with them. They're so busy like, getting new stuff in. And they're posting them and they're taking all that time posting great shots. But you can use our discount code. And our discount code is 
this chop shop, all lowercase, that's 10% off your entire order. So maybe use our 10% off code, get your bundle, have a damn good time, follow them or contact them easily on Instagram at that underscore guy underscore Emporium and on Facebook, that guy's Emporium, one word. And that's it. You know, you just really need to support small horror businesses like them. They're, they are just very good to us. They, they always ask about Evil Pris and I, how our show is doing. They want it. They're promoting our show on their website. It's great. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. So now, uh, before I go into another sponsor, I would like to ask you, during this time, is there any zombie movie where you just could not stand? Didn't you already ask that question in a chat? No. <laughs> um, is there a zombie movie I couldn't stand? Yeah. Um, it's a tot. It's a toss-up, in a way. There, there's not really the problem. Is is here's the problem. Problem is, is like there's so many different zombie movies, and they're all such different evolution that just try can stand. Like I actually have not sat through a zombie movie where like I actually sat there saying I can't stand it because I've always just kept my mind open of like unfortunately like different evolutions of zombies. So. <laughs> I never actually sat there actually saying like I can't believe I'm watching this like because even in all zombie movies like in all reality there is no real fucking plot line in any of them because in all reality like yes shit has hit the fan some kind of virus has happened or something got leaked or whatever and they're zombies so like after that like there's no real storyline yeah they put in a couple like situations here or there that people have to like run to all these different fucking places to like see if somebody or whatever but they're really okay actually you know what you're gonna shoot me for this one because i actually am gonna put this one up all right Uh, world war z fucking hated it thought it was the dumbest fucking movie and the dumbest concept ever i know it was based off i know it was based off the book but i did if i wanted to sit there for an hour and how an hour and 30 or 40 or, or two hours or whatever the fuck that time of length the movie was if i wanted to sit there watching brad pitt get from one plane to another an occasional zombie thing happening mostly him jumping in and out of planes to different places if i wanted to see that i'll fuck just rent the movie airplane or something i don't know just saying like that's I, actually the movie where i, 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 not I literally it. have no bones to pick with you i'm not ever gonna be a fake i wanted to see that kind of film that was great i love the book and they had so many people attached to that project. And I swear to God, where the fuck were the zombies? It took forever from like not like far away shots. And it was basically him like in and out of planes the whole no, time. It, yeah, it was Brad Pitt flipping his long hair, looking sexy. That was it. Other than that, like they showed like zombies occasionally. But in the very end, I like, I guess that's the one zombie movie where I will say that I the whole the whole time i was just like in my head i was like what is the fucking point to this actual movie yeah and it wasn't close even, to the damn even book fucking, even watching i am legend was like fucking much better than that yeah like and i am legend was just like again a movie that was also, originally supposed way, to be R. schwarzenegger also by the way i did put that out there so that he wouldn't like bitch slap me too just I in know. case 
No, no. no. I'm <laughs> no. sorry. I had to throw right. that one out there. Well, I got to tell you, <laughs> I, I'm going more B level here. And I, I remember seeing this shit when I used to get home from work really late during October when I was doing the Halloween events. And this is the only crap on Showtime. Like the House of the Dead crap. Like the European director did all of them. Island of the I Dead, House never, of the Dead. I actually I, never watched. Oh my it. god! I all it was was like nudity, big boobs, and like really bad design zombies. Really horrible. Like they look like CGI zombies in every scene. With a typical bunch of you had the one black kid, the one white kid, the like the slutty girl, and it was like three movies, and all the and it was just so dumb. Like oh a house, and we're having a party. Oh we we're on the island, and it's a all you see is like a hundred people on a boat at one point. Then they, they, it was only five people involved in the rest of the movie. I'm like, what the hell? These movies are trash. Like House of the Dead. And then you had like all of them. The Island of the Dead. Not, not tied to Romero whatsoever. They're this weird guy who does really crappy movie. I think he did Blood Rain and these other crappy video game movies. All these movies are based on video games uh, that are the least popular like zombie video games. His movies are just terrible and they don't deserve anywhere to be in the zombie class, but they are considered zombie films if you go and look them up. I'm like, why? Because they wanted to piss you off, Zach. Did it work? Uh, dude, I literally talked to so many people who, like, unfortunately saw that movie, and they're like, I, I'm getting angry just by mentioning I saw that movie. I'm like, yeah, so do I. I'm like, it's like, someone needs to be, make sure no one ever goes out of the way to watch that movie. I'm giving you this PSA, guys. Never watch those movies, please. What if they do anyway, just to spite you? That they might come back and say, "I'm sorry, I didn't listen to you." I don't know. I, don't I, know. I, I'm <laughs> sorry. I, I'm sorry. That movie has gotten like no good review on any hard. I understand movie. you're a little heated, but calm down, man. I'm just saying, like, just like this. Did, could... like, did, did it hurt you? Uh, did it do something to you as a child? Oh, it, it, it was like, no, it did something to me. Like, I came home during October season. I, I just wanted to go on the screen. It actually broke my Halloween spirit for a week. This this piece of shit, like, Euro Trash director got to make these video games. So you and managed it, to let a movie break your spirit for a week? That's kind of, that's that's not I, I literally wanted to, like, like, just email him and be like, you're a horrible filmmaker. You should really stop and become, like, a bouncer or, like, a, like, a pool cleaner. Or, like, something. I don't know what to tell you, but you should never direct a random movie again, please. Zach, you need to calm down. It's okay. It'll be okay. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm going to chill now. I'm going to talk about my good <laughs> friends at Blood Witch Unlimited, a well-thought-out company focused on providing all clothing and accessories with the highest quality and the handmade and designs focused on all things dark, just like my co-host here. Very dark. And this week, I'd like to discuss, and I think you'll love these, Two newest releases that our guy over there, JD, did, and they are eight by ten prints of the alien from Heaven's Gate and the alien that Alistair Crowley saw, who imparted knowledge upon him. So shop now at www.bloodwitchunlimited.com. Follow and start a conversation with these people. They're great at Blood Witch Unlimited on Instagram and on anywhere else you can find them. There you go. Drop the money. Yeah, Gazelle. Darkness here. Darkness here. We're, we're going to go with the darkness. Uh, I guess. <laughs> so, like, right now, have you seen anything or, like, not, like, just randomly? It doesn't have to be hard. Like, a movie or a TV show that, like, you just loved or really hated lately? 
I was I, thinking about that earlier. I was like, I, I kind of want to ask Jackie that. Like, does she just because you you don't have a lot of time, you person. Like, you don't have that. But like, when you do, have you ever this watch up and you're like, why did I waste my one hour and a half I have to watch this movie or this TV show? Actually, there was one. Hold on, give me a second. Uh, fuck, I literally even just talked to somebody about this earlier that I wasted like over two hours of my. See, I did that the other day, so I totally wanted to ask. You I don't this. remember what it was, but there was a movie recently that I saw, and like that's how like cool it was. Like I literally like I think what I did was after I said I can't believe I wasted like two and a half hours out of my life, and then in the very end, I think I ended up just blocking out on my mind because like I can't even think of like what it even was. Like it really like it really put this black cloud in your mind where you're like, I can't even process it. It has to be thrown out. It wasn't even a black cloud. It literally was just kind of one of those things where it's just like, dude, like that was like two hours of my time that I totally could have been doing like, you know, something else like my nails or my hair or like working. I don't see that's what I was asking. That's the kind of movie I really wanted. Yeah, I, the fact that you can't remember which movie it was is even funnier. I think I actually, like I said, I'm pretty sure I blocked it out of my head because, like, I can, like, remember it, but, like, sometimes there's just, if I, like, don't want to ever think about, like, a bad memory ever again, like, I'm really actually good at blocking it out, so I'm thinking that this is the exact scenario of what happened because, yeah, again, for the life of me, like, I, I don't even know, man. You think that you could teach that, like you could teach that to other people and start your own course, like how to block these things out so like well without like any kind of trauma, and you can just you can literally be like this, this like yogi for a lot of people. If they pay me, sure. All right, let's talk about that one day. <laughs> I'm All right, say, I, I don't think it's like a thing. I think you just, I, I think you just either have it that you either have it or you don't be able to do that. I mean, shit, you got the Long Island medium and all that other crap. What you're saying is not far off from you being like a next millionaire public speaker in all these audiences. So go no, for it, my friend. <laughs> all right. So I was like, okay, let me, I've heard about this and it's funny because the whole point of it, I watched the original, it's Death on the Nile. It's that whole series of uh, Kenneth Branagh. Oh, the, the... I just saw that actually in theaters. I mean, I didn't think it was bad, but uh, I, I didn't. I'm sorry. I couldn't go after 30 minutes. I wanted to blow my brains out. It was just so so fucking bad. Is like my aunt says, too many cooks in the kitchen of acting. And sorry, you cannot block Army Hammer, the cannibal, out of that movie. He's literally the main character almost. I I, I'm, I don't know how you got through it. I couldn't do it. And I love the first one. I couldn't do it. It was like it was like it, it was too much. They really were taking so much time, and the acting was so slowly paced. And all the big actors were just being wasted among the scenes. I. I just could not, I would never say waste your time watching this movie. <laughs> I, I, I literally think like you put way too many actors in it. And most of the time, if you're not like a Scorsese or like somebody like that, a really big ass director, uh, you can't really use them the right way. And then the whole, I think I love the marketing campaign trying to block Army Hammer out of all the trailers. But yet you see the movie and Army Hammer is in pretty much 90% of the scenes. Oh, like to eat some flesh. It's okay. Come on, Zach. I mean, it's not, I didn't try to do it. I'm saying that's how they did the marketing, and that's why the movie wasn't in theaters I, long. I know. I was kidding. I was kidding around trying to make you laugh. 
I literally just made, like the worst joke about him when people are like, "Oh my god!" Like, why would you say that? But yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, is it a joke? And and at the end of the day, it is a cool joke. But like at the end of the day, I don't. He's not my friend. I don't give a shit what he's doing, you know. And I don't know him like that. I'm not, you know, I don't know his stuff. <laughs> but the movie failed horribly, not because of him, because the movie was just a piece and of that, shit. It literally was only in theaters for like maybe like a couple weeks because I remember I just was like bored and I went to, I like literally, God, I don't even think it was in theaters for that long because. No. It, just come out didn't it had just come out like i think it came out by like on our second episode literally no it wasn't that far no it came out like around that because it was like literally came out around april yeah uh no i don't think no not april like around uh, it was after the holiday season it was after valentine's day it came out i'll have to recheck that because i think this was only like recent Oh, yeah. No, in March. It came out in March because I remember yeah. when I kept seeing the commercial right before I kept seeing them like obviously like doing their thing of like promoting it. And I remember for like a week straight, I think I actually said something about like I'm sick of seeing this fucking commercial. And I think I just kept saying that to myself. And you said it so much. You had to go see it. Well, you know, people, <laughs> people make mistakes. Yes, they do. All right. And finally, our final sponsor, our kick-ass friends over at Pray For Us Clothing. Uh, Pray For Us Clothing, we want to thank you for being our first official ever sponsor. Now going off the air tonight with episode nine. And then next week, episode 10, you've been there all the way with us. We appreciate you. And uh, this week, I personally fell in love with their Pokey Cemetery tee. And it's an amazing cemetery, you know, pet cemetery inspired concept. And it's only valued at 35 bucks. And also their trippy, badass design scene Reaper tee, which I would think would look amazing on Evo Pris. And uh, she would get so many modeling gigs just because of wearing that tee. And for all our listeners, get yourselves a great discount on our orders, on all your orders. Use the promo code we're going to provide, capital THS, lowercase chop shop. And for a very well deserved horror fan discount on your full order, follow them on Instagram at Pray for Us Clothing. Visit their website, prayforusclothing.com. And as they say, you know, the end is near. Wow, that was very dramatic. Thank you. You, uh, The end might be near. Who knows? Literally now just sound like you should be on, like, Chris Henson to catch a predator just now. So, that voice. Well, you sound like you should be on one of these Lifetime movies where, like, you know, when you're, like, the female killer. like, the voice commentator to, like, the show Snaps. Yeah, you really should. That's who I should be. I should like sit there being all like, well, she was at work. He would, you know, all that shit. <laughs> Holy shit. You like, you rehearsed this. No, I just watch a lot of snaps. I'm going to send your sound bit into snaps. They might need you. Can you please not do that? I was joking. All right. All right. I'm just saying I was too, but who knows? Somebody who's bored one day might listen to this, like, you know, episode and here's that. Like, that girl's voice is great for Snapped. We need that. No, thank you. <laughs> All right. So I want to wrap this episode not up by us telling everybody how grateful we are. And for you, Evo Pris, to announce to our listeners, our great listeners supporting us, how to find you, how to support you, how to get involved in communication in general. If you need to. 
could find me under Evil Pris on Instagram or Jackie Hunt on Facebook. You can also find my FX page and book with me at Blood Guts and Everything Nuts on Facebook and also Instagram and actually Facebook. So any of those platforms you can get a hold of me in some kind of way and my email is electric sugar pots 69 at gmail.com and my number is actually located on any of the pages any of my platforms because hey you never know who's trying to get a hold of who on what platform so exactly and yeah and again guys no stalkers we still have room in our shop shop we'll hang we will hang you guys we will rip you guys up in the grill it's getting nice out soon I know Evil Pris and I like ourselves a nice grill in the summer, so get on that if you stalk. <laughs> All right, you cannot find me, Zach, Mr. Eyeliner, also known as Zach, the Horror Supernatural Chop Shop, at Z, uh, Z, Zach, the Chop Shop, T-H-S, Chop Shop, gmail.com. Also, always contact me or Evil Pris on our Instagram at the Horror Supernatural Chop Shop. I am always on there. Evil Pris, when she's available, is always on there. We have a great new chat group that we are really working some great people on there, too. We doing, we're going to start doing a lot more live videos together, and we have a lot of content. Again, guys, we really want to say, I want to talk to you guys about how I'm an anti-bullying activist. Evil Pris supports that. It's not a bad thing to support anti-bullying in the horror universe. Our horror fan universe has been bullied at one point or more. So we use the hashtag horror movie lovers against bullying and my company, Mr. Eyeliner, you can check out our eyeliners online. I'll give you a discount for 20% off www.mrylon.com. Purchase them. They're all about stopping bullying, fighting against it, being your own voice and speaking for the voiceless. Oh, you. you sounded so cute. Oh, thank you. You By the way, did you, did you sound? Did you see the picture like of William Defoe? Because he's going to be playing not Nosferatu. Yeah, I saw that. And it's funny because he was in Shadow of the Vampire, so full circle, huh? Well, he just looks creepy in general, so like he's perfect. Yeah, right? he looks totally perfect. It's it's amazing. It's like, of course, you're gonna go to William Defoe. I was about to say he's definitely one of those people where I'm just like, yeah. I, I I saw the picture and I'm like I dig it. It's it's definitely like him. Like so. And then you saw the picture of Nicolas Cage as Dracula. Yeah, I, I don't I I I'm, I have nothing to say about. It that. just looks like Nicolas Cage in uh you know makeup to me. Like I, said, I have nothing to say about it. <laughs> but all right this has been a that's where is, you know that i have nothing good to say when i have nothing to say about it i'd rather just not say anything because i have nothing good to say you see it. how much you've grown look at you i love that oh um, no that'll change so like don't think that i'm censoring myself now because i just don't feel like getting long-winded right now so got you understood well this has been a great episode nine I, i'm gonna say we were on to a great future we keep getting more interest and wanting people wanting to be involved in this. Eventually, I will and you will put together um, a question thing, possibly on our Instagram board, where they can ask us questions the week before we record, and we can save them and go over their main questions. Eventually, a phone number they can leave us messages on that you and I can go over. All in good, good time. All in due time. I was about to say, all in a little bit of time, but it's yes. definitely going to be a thing. 
I agreed. And thank you again for everybody listening to us. Again, we're on every Monday. We get published every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern time. We're on Spotify, Instagram. Instagram, we actually post like where I found that. Facebook, we actually post our live on Mondays. We're on Facebook like more now because all our Instagram messages go to Facebook and all our posts go there. You can only see what we're doing. And Evil Press with Blood Guts and everything nuts. Check her out all the time. She's doing some crazy great stuff all the time. Check out me, Mr. Eyeliner, and that what Instagram, because I'm going to be doing a lot of things. We love the makeup industry. We love the horror industry. We're actually giving back what we can, and we're trying to make the world somewhat ours in the industry. Exactly. I was about to say, just check us out on all the different platforms we're doing, and eventually one day you'll be able to call in, and we'll be actually able to talk to you guys in person. Oh, that'll be a very good surprise for the listener talking to Evil Pris over there. Uh, just don't, just don't like any movies like, um, you know, Scream Five, New Scream, <laughs> like me. You've gotten me hated by many because I hate that movie now too. I just want to let you know, I love you for that. I love you for getting my eyes open to that. I was about to say it was kind of a no-brainer, but it's it's okay. You had to be force-fed. Nostalgia overran my uh, intelligence, I must say. It's okay. You along with like 90% of the population. So I guess I'll just say that I won't completely like fault them for it. But at the same time, I'm going to. So Hey, you broke me out of these chains. So I'm good. There you go. All right. So give everybody your outro amazingness. Um. I was about to say, I thought I did it when I was talking about contacting, but either way, guys, contact me, contact us, contact anything you need to know. Let us know what you have for questions, opinions, whatnot. Actually, write on our Instagram the different questions or opinions, or maybe a topic you would like us to go over because we haven't gotten that yet. And it would be nice to actually have a fresh, actually be able to put something yeah. out there. You'd be like, hey, so yeah, Hell get a yes. Get a hold of either me or Zach, Evil Pris, or Blood Guts and Everything Nuts, or the Horror Supernatural Chop Shot. And until then, I am over and out. And I am over and out as well. Have a creepy, fun night. It's Come on, Friday Fright Night. Have a good time, guys. Evil Pris, thank you for this journey, and I'll see you on episode 10, listeners. Hell yeah. Bye. Bye.